Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. Thank you for joining me on my podcast, where I release two new episodes every single week. Mondays, you can expect to hear from me overcoming a personal obstacle or challenge or an aha moment. And on Wednesdays, I love interviewing others who have overcome obstacles, leveraged adversity, and share their stories with you to inspire and motivate you to keep going and know that no matter what, it's all about your mind over matter. The fact that you ended up on my podcast means you are on your own self-development journey. I want to offer you, if you are ready to level up and take it a step further and deep dive to figure out how to get yourself unstuck or overcome your own obstacles, or you just need some guidance and new perspective, I offer one-on-one coaching. Please visit my website directly at heatherhakes.com, fill out the form, and let's hop on a call. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 211. Today's topic is all about how to self-evaluate to be the best version of you. Welcome to this week's interview. I brought on Brooks McDonald. Brooks, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Give the listeners a little background. Where do you live and what do you do? Yeah, so I live uh, outside of Nashville, Tennessee, uh, in Franklin, Tennessee, um, and I'm in the insurance business. That's what I grew up in um, as a little boy changing trash cans up through um, getting into college and getting married super young and saying, hey, I need a job on to finding a career. And 16 years later, here I am with um, a lot of staff and a lot of locations and just blessed and highly favored. What I love about Brooks, we actually connected via Facebook, which is where I've met a lot of my podcast guests, but, uh, we have, uh, he's attended Tony Robbins events and so have I, and I love connecting with growth minded individuals and Brooks actually, uh, attended date with destiny a few weeks ago. And so Brooks, I'd love to talk a little bit about your experience with that. And something you brought up previously that we talked about is this whole complacency. So what does that mean? How have you experienced it and how can you relate it to the audience? Yeah, absolutely. So I've always been driven, Heather, I know you're a driven individual. When I was at Tony events, you're around like-minded people that are just like, let's do this. Like, glass half full, fire away. And so from an early age, even before I knew there were communities of people weird like me, um, you know, I would want to go and do. And and um, there's some, Heather, you've had guests on and that we, we talk a lot about setting goals and how vivid those goals need to be. And I learned early on just to really, really lean into what you're trying to accomplish and really putting emotion as Bob Proctor would say, putting a lot of emotion into those goals. So it triggers in your mind. So manifestation, hard work, perseverance, um, pushes you through it. And so when I was starting out, just as everybody does, we think if I'll just get here, then I will have made it. And so I found myself when I started out on that journey, I was saying, if I could get to this one level, we're about five times what that level would have been that I would have been at at retirement age that I would have would have been happy. So I found myself through mergers and acquisitions is what I do a lot of. And through this. um, So we aggregate all these different staff people together. And I'm like, whoa, 
2018 goes through, we enter 19 and I'm like at the size that I would have told myself, Brooks, you made it. And so I realized looking back, not in the, in the journey, in the journey, all of a sudden I started feeling um, sad, confused, frustrated, didn't feel uh, motivated anymore. I felt kind of like, what's my purpose? And I knew in, in our, in my world as an entrepreneur, you always got to work yourself out of a job and get other people to be empowered to do work. So I was thinking maybe that's it. Maybe I've empowered all these people. But then I think as I look back, I realized I didn't keep moving the goal. I didn't keep setting higher standards for one reason or another. It just felt like maybe those goals would have been too lofty to keep going. Why should I expect to do those things? Whatever those fear-based questions I was asking myself really came back to a real level of complacency within me. And once I identified it as complacency, I realized, and you know, Heather, we've talked and I've seen other people talk about before that there is no getting there. There wasn't ever a piece of, I made it. Because once you feel, think you've made it, that's a lot of times where sadness sets in. Now, I'm a believer in you've got to find joy and happiness in life in whatever situation you're in. And gratitude was one. If we're talking about Tony Robbins and my towards values, gratitude moved to number one. It took over success and freedom. And now with gratitude, love, faith, and joy. And um, you got to be grateful for what you have um, and spread joy no matter what you're in. But you also need to always push yourself um, as you all, you've been given a set of talents and a crazy amount of ability, and we barely ever scratch the surface of what that ability is. So I'm rejuvenated. I'm this new person standing here now, ready to really um, step it up and push and uh, try hard and keep rocking and rolling. But what lit that up for you? Because I feel like, and what you said is, I listen to Abraham Hicks, huge fan. I call him Abe. I love Abe. Uh, and Abraham talks about that all the time is that we are on a journey. There is no destination point. The destination is like the day you pass. And so I think you're right. A lot of us think, well, if I hit this achievement, then I'll be happy. If I hit this and it's chasing this fleeting moment of happiness. Right. So what lit a fire for you to be like, oh, I, I feel rejuvenated and like, let's go again. Yeah. And so I think um, divinely people have been put in my path to guide me to some of those mindsets, whether it be the people I'm surrounding myself with. So my peers that are positive and encouraging to my faith journey and sitting in church on Sunday morning and the words where I feel like it's just said right to me to stop. And instead of saying, woe is me opening a book, talking to people that you relate with. And I think you're on good journeys like yourself that You've given a couple great books that I've stopped and poured into um, and read through. And a lot of those, it's not necessarily telling you exactly what to do, but it's opening your mind up to aha moments of insights to be like, whoa, hold on just a second. I've been missing this this whole time. I've been so caught up in X, Y, and Z that I don't realize that these words, maybe though he's given a different reference, just made me illuminate to the idea of, man, I need to step up that helps. I, it's a hard question. I don't know if I've ever been asked directly what it is. So I'm digging in my <laughs> deep in my brain to think about it. Yeah, no worries. But something you said there, the aha moment and insight, what you shared with me previously is this whole 
Um, failure gives us wisdom. And a lot of people avoid failure because that freaks them out. It's fear. I don't like the stigma around failure, but can you please share with me what, share with the audience what you shared with me about failure provides wisdom? Yeah. And so I, I didn't tell you about, I think where I found this moment, if you really want to trip your brain out, um, you need to go and watch the movie Inception. Um, and oh gosh, I'm, now I'm going to think Matthew McConaughey was also in space and um, it'll come to me in a minute. But I was watching these two movies and one of them had to do with being able to see the future. Um, and it's not going to hit me, but I, I got obsessed with this idea with dimensions. We talk, uh, the book E squared talks about higher dimensions and maybe there's a 50 floor building. You're on the second floor and simultaneously on the 30th floor, your other dimensions happening and you're trying to access that dimension. It's like always been an obsession of mine. And I do think as we move through our heads that we do have abilities and God gives us abilities to move within what's coming before you. But I think that in order for you to understand how to access what's coming in front of you, your past experiences, usually through failure, is what leads to wisdom. And I believe, hands down, that wisdom is for sure your closest ability to see the future. And so that's what I was talking about is if you would just view as, you know, I believe there's a lot of guys out there that talk about how you never fail, you either succeed or learn. And so as long as you just correct, um, Tony Robbins talks about how a plane flying to Europe will constantly be making two centimeter corrections on their path and they make a perfect landing at the end, but they're always never perfectly headed towards their target because of crosswinds or whatever else, but as long as you're headed down the journey in the path. And so with that, learning from the mistakes that you make and 95% of human beings, fear of failure holds them back really because of fear of the unknown. It's an unknown fear. And usually that unknown fear is the worst possible outcome that could ever happen that's eating them up. And so they're so scared to just take the step. Have you heard of Kyle Cease? Have you heard of Kyle Cease? No. Okay. So I'm new to him as well. He wrote this book, The Illusion of Money. He was on Lewis Howe's podcast. And what I love about what Kyle says, I actually heard him speak too, but he shares this message, and it was so deep, that the mind only knows what it's going to lose. It doesn't know what it's going to gain. And yeah. so you can like step into the courage of letting go of, of what you know and step into the possibility what can really come to you. That is, oh, that's powerful. I like that a lot. Somebody else said, and it might've been, I think on Lewis house or someone that you you can drive from the East coast to the West coast in the dark with only the headlights on your vehicle. Now, do you ever just get freaked out that you don't know exactly what's going to be a thousand miles away from you on that journey? No, your headlights only go like 200 feet. And so, but you're confident that those headlights in that 200 feet will maintain your journey. You're not worried about what's happening in a thousand miles. You're worried about those 200 feet. And I think that's what people get so caught up in, in fear of what happens if that happens. You just need to walk. In my life, walk in faith, you know, that the things will be placed there for you and um, divine leading will, will happen. 
or as Jesse Itzler puts it, be where your feet are. Yeah. So yeah. same thing is be present here right now, focusing on just right in front of you, not as you say, a thousand feet away or miles, right. whatever. Yeah. Either way, feet or miles, headlights don't hit it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then now that you attend a date with destiny and, and cause I've been to the event, I know what it's like, but a lot of people haven't. So how do you, again, make me back to the rejuvenation or this whole self-evaluation? What advice would you give to somebody, especially now that we're in the new year? How can you reflect and evaluate to transform to be that version, the best version of you? Well, one of the biggest takeaways that you learn that majority of people, not everybody, but a majority of people one of their biggest values that can be such a bad one is significance and finding significance in everything you do, whether it be in a room or whatever, are they paying attention to me? Am I shining? Is, is there focus on me? And if you really dig, you may answer that question and say, Oh, I'm not about significance. But then you, if you start unpacking that luggage, you realize, okay, yeah, it is actually significance is what it's a big driving force for me. And so so if you can move towards selflessness to say, hey, how can I empower somebody's day? How can I leave somebody with a smile? How can I help someone better than I found them in life, where your feet are in that moment? Awesome things are bound to happen. And it's really it wakes you with an excitement to say, hey, universe, God, Lord, today, what can I be about? What can I do today to make it a better place and use my talents? It doesn't have to be just simple things all the time, but you will be amazed. I think that reference you made earlier about the possibility in front of you, not the failures. You switch that mindset. All of a sudden it's like, whoa, the world and the future is a much brighter place. And I think what you're touching on, if I hear you correctly in this whole significance thing is to, instead of the focus being all about you and ultimately I believe significance is serious insecurity, but if you can take the focus off of you and how can you contribute and serve others and, and because then you're focused on giving, it's going to come back to you, not because you're focused on giving, but that's just how it works. Right. Yeah. Agreed. And I mean, Part of when he tries to help you unpack your towards values, and that's about, for me, was, again, uh, success and freedom were my two top ones. And then what are the rules to be successful? Well, I have to be the top in my industry in these areas, and I have to be doing these things. You realize not only is success a hard value to always have, but if your rules make it very, very difficult to feel that success, then that can really be a recipe for disaster. And then in your away values, which means what you don't want to be about, which for me was guilt, failure, um, shame, uh, those anger, those pieces that you may find, well, if I did this and I messed up today, the guilt's going to weigh so heavy. Woe is me. I can't get out of it. Focusing on simplifying your towards values, maybe changing them, for me, so I, my new ones would be gratitude, love, joy, faith, and then realizing that what, as Tony would say, the illusion of guilt. And what is the illusion of guilt? Well, the illusion of guilt only comes if I continuously make poor decisions and never learn from any of my mistakes. That's failure as well, and never correct my actions 
uh, to be better and constantly am in that. The reality is I'm never in that. So why am I feeling guilty? Why would I tend to feel guilty a lot? That's not an empowering mindset. Yeah. So then from this experience, and, and I know you have a growth mindset in general, and you're always seeking to better yourself and, and be the best Brooks, what are your goals or kind of focus for 2020? Or if you could pinpoint one word as a theme, what is it for 2020? Gratitude is the, is the easy one, which I already kind of talked about on values and enjoying the journey. Um, you know, these right here, as we know it, it's accomplished a lot for us, but it is a huge distraction in my life and my family. And I have a seven-year-old daughter and a nine-year-old son. And I've realized in life and the opportunities I've been given, I get seven-year-old Blair and nine-year-old Brody one time. And I need to experience life with seven and nine-year-old Brody and Blair now. And so it's about going out and being adventurous and trying new things continuing to empower people around me to feel better and to find their best. Um, and knowing that God will provide the uh, path along the way that I need to be a part of. And for those listening, Brooks, he picked up his phone. And so is that what you're saying? Oh, yes. Like sorry. To, to not get so tied to your phone, to be present, to go live your life, not scroll your life. That's exactly right. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Your, our iPhones and technology is such a empowering device, but it can also be such a crippling device because it can be such a distraction of getting stuck in the unknown and the fear of what could happen or what's going on in someone else's world and the world's passing you by. And uh, so, I mean, a big change after this is I made the decision we're pulling our kids out of school next school year. And we're going to homeschool for a year and we're going to go travel to Europe for a couple months. And we're going to go out West and do a Western trip and just be together um, and do that and experience it because they, again, I, I don't know what's to come. I don't know what tomorrow brings, but I do know that I've got a cute little freckle faced seven-year-old at home that would love to go on anything that we could and a fun little sharp nine-year-old that's ready to roll. And I don't want to lose that chance. Well, what an experience. To, uh, it's funny you bring that up. My cousin and her husband, they sold their home a few months ago, bought one of those big coach RVs, yeah. and they're just, who knows how long it'll be, but they're just, they took their four kids and, and homeschooling, and they're just uh, going to go literally road trip the U.S. Yeah, no, agreed. And uh, uniqueness in my business and being a business owner, I've got 40 team members that I've empowered to lead and make decisions. And for business owners out there that are listening, I think that's the constant challenge is a typical starting business owner wants to micromanage staff to do exactly the way they did. And you assume you're probably the best at that task and not recognizing the abilities in someone else. The sooner you can recognize you can hire people that are better than you at a task and then empowering people to do that the sooner you can relinquish some of that and know, hey, I've got a team around me. My customers now, yes, I've got 16,000 customers that my staff focus on. I've got 40 customers. They're my employees. They sit behind those desks every day. And again, sure as I held my cell phone up and said, this was a distraction, that's my office too. And that's the beauty of technology these days that whether I'm sitting in London, Italy, Nashville, Colorado, I can always be working with what I'm doing. Yeah, you better say hi if you come through. Done. 
Okay. So then I have to ask you, what is a key takeaway that you want listeners to get from today's conversation? Well, take the risk now, right? Tony Robbins, if I'm, if we're referencing that is um, he's big on state and putting you in a positive state and priming yourself. Um, When you're in those positive moments, what does he say about being in your head? You get in your head, you're dead, right? If you find a good idea that you know you've tested, you maybe have failed at it, you have experience, but if you sit on it too long, you're going to tell yourself why it's not going to work and how it's going to fail and the bad things that can happen. And honestly, it could go wrong, but I bet you what you learn from it is not nearly as bad as the outcome that could come. And so my biggest push is take that next step in that journey to be a better person or to challenge yourself towards growth, starting that business, taking that leap, um, asking your uh, boss for a different role uh, to challenge yourself to growth. You got it one time, yeah. as far as we know. Yeah. Sorry, you have, it, you have it one time. You're so spot on about taking the risk because I, I talk a lot about self-doubt and overcoming self-doubt and the power of your mindset. And I mean, being an entrepreneur, I'm sure you know, but there are highs and there are lows and there are days like, what am I doing? Is anybody listening? Is there any point in this? Getting a nine to five would be so much easier. But for me, that was soul sucking. So as, as let's keep referring to Tony, as Tony says, you got to burn the boats, to take the island. And so right. I got to a point I wasn't all in. I was dabbling. My business was a hobby because I, the risk was so scary. And I, I finally, finally got over myself, know that doubt is simply part of it. I'm not immune to it, but I know how to overcome the doubt that I had to go all in and at least know that I gave it my everything, even if it doesn't work out, at least I know. Yeah. And then the next thing, which I know if they listen to yours, they hear a lot, but it's begs repeating is tangibly write down your goals. Every single one of them as detailed as possible. Um, there's a, another insurance agent once that I have these little yellow cards sitting. I actually pulled them out, but I can't remember where I said them, but I would carry it in my wallet at the beginning of the year. I would write out what do I want to accomplish in my lifetime and what do I want to accomplish in that year? Each year I fill out a new one and that's grown to now I've got this big journaling binder that I write details in and just like a whiteboard I have behind me that's all crazy. This thing's just full of thoughts of brain dumping and thinking of goals. And so you've got to be tangible with it, whether it be your belief in manifestation that it happens because you think it or it's because of your willpower and hard work and perseverance that can't be taken away from you. If you don't have a clear goal in mind and how you're going to get there and why you want that goal, when time gets time gets hard, you're done. You're out. You're going to bail because you really don't have a clear vision of what you want to get accomplished. 100% agree. The only thing I can add to that is it's important to know the what your end goal. And I love that you write it down and you journal and your whiteboard is amazing. But most people get hung up on the how and that's what gets them stuck. And so it's the importance of letting go of the how, because that's when, like we talked about before, this whole dimension thing, you might think it's going to happen this way, which would be okay. But if you let go and it happens a completely another way that blows your mind, you would have never even thought of, be open to that. Oh, that's, that's a good point. I'm glad that you jumped on there and, and reminded of that because there has been a lot of times where, again, just like I was talking about having a staff person, you're dead set on one exact way. 
and you don't realize this whole piece is forming around you. It just doesn't look exactly like it isn't from a significant standpoint. Uh, remember to always uh, recognize you may need to let other people shine in order to get your goals done. You may need to be working selflessly always to encourage somebody else to success and through their success, you may succeed. You may not be the main character in this plan. You may be the second or third role uh, that empowers someone else that could be changing the world uh, after you. Love it. Okay. So to wrap up this interview, I have a few rapid fire questions I'd like to ask you. Sure. First one being, what is a quote or motto that you live by? Oh my gosh, you start throwing these and I should be ready. It's not like I haven't heard. Um, but uh, I believe in a, a giver's gain. Um, there's a quote I actually have written beside me that says, the man who does more than he's paid will soon be paid more than he does. Uh-huh. Um, if you work hard and you give, 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 the uh, abundance will come. Uh, as long as your maybe heart's in the right place as well. Yeah, I love that. Okay, second question for you. And I know you read tons of books because as you, we share a lot of book recommendations. So what is a book you are currently reading or highly recommend? Uh, okay, so one that I would uh, recommend always is How to Win Friends and Influence People. Mm-hmm. It's not the one I'm currently reading, but I've read it multiple times every year for the past decade. Uh, that and Power of Positive Thinking are two ones that you can really, really uh, dig deep in and I definitely recommend always should be the cornerstones in, in your library I believe I have both for sure the first but I think I have both on my bookshelf and I have not read them so okay yeah. I get the nudge <laughs> I will read them all right final question for you what advice would you give your younger self be patient <laughs> that's what uh, a lot of us talk about all the time is lack of patience and uh, the piece of the journey, everything's going to be okay. Uh, I always would go back to mentally and look at myself and say, Hey, you're talented. You have the abilities. Don't beat yourself up too bad. And remember each step you're taking is guiding you to a better place. It all's going to work out in the end. Um, just stop and smell the roses and don't always be worried about what tomorrow brings. That's amazing. And what a note to end on Brooks. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. I appreciate the invite. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. To connect with me even further, follow me on Instagram at heather.hakes. You can find me on YouTube to get even more information and video content and my website, heatherhakes.com. I'll catch you on the next episode.